Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first few minutes of a private conversation between one of England's monarchs and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is November 1482. Edward has come to his tailor in Westminster to get measured for a new outfit. Strangely, he's having trouble fitting into his other clothes. I get that problem after Christmas every year. Good day to you, madam. What can we do for you today? I find myself in need of a new outfit for the Christmas season. Of course. My others appear to be shrinking around the waist. Yes, you've said that before. Highly suspicious. I have never met a woman that did not appreciate a larger size. Yes, quite. Are you available? I beg your pardon? Available. Now, to take new measurements. Oh, yes, yes, not a problem. What kind of thing are you after? The latest continental fashion. Money is no object. Ah, now you've used our favourite word there, sir. Fashion? Money. That's the word we like to hear. Ah, of course. Did you want a new hat as well? Why not? Shoes, boots? I can never have enough. Tights? Yes, please. Right. Still six foot four, are we? Not shrinking vertically? Ha! No, still tall. Which is why I think we should avoid the tall sugarloaf hat with the flat top. Yes? Well, you don't need the height, do you? I agree. Have you seen that portrait of me? The one with the black velvet cap? Oh, I know it all right. After that came out, I have 500 orders for the same thing. You did? All the nobles and fine gentlemen are wearing them now. Warn me next time. Warn you? Yes. I had to do overtime for two weeks to get back on track. Ha! I will indeed. Now, I have three examples of tunics to show you for inspiration. What's this? Oh, this is the new thing. Mr Caxton, just around the corner, does them for us. Caxton? Yes. He's been printing for six years now. Really? We've had these drawings printed so that we can show them to potential customers. Aren't they clever? Very. So what's this outfit? This gentleman is wearing a velvet tunic with fur edges. The tunic is pleated at the front and the back, you see. Uh-huh. High neck, but no collar. The undersleeves are made of a rich silk. Long sleeves and cut from the shoulder to wrist, where they come together again. Mm. You don't sound sure. It's not that I don't like the sleeves that are cut from shoulder to wrist, but I do end up getting them caught on a lot of door handles. Not terribly practical, but they do look nice. That's because the cuff and cut opening are done in the same fur edging. Hmm. It's quite long, isn't it? Well, it still comes above the knee. I do like the fur edging. What else can you show me? So this gentleman has a similar length tunic with very wide sleeves, and the belt is of the same material. Anything shorter? Well, there's this gentleman. This tunic has a small collar and is loose at the waist, stops only an inch or two below it. Oh, I say... The sleeves are loose and wide and not fastened at the wrist. That's very nice. As you can see, it shows off the whole of his tights as well as his ribbon-fastened cod piece. Indeed. He looks happy in his outfit. So would you be with a cod piece that size? Which reminds me, 
Do you need any more yourself, sir? I think I might need one in a larger size. Of course you do. That's grown as well, has it? Fine. I'll order one in. We don't have any in at the moment. Thank you. Now then, fabric for the tunic. What fabric would you suggest? Gold, satin, damask, velvet, sable. So much to choose from. I'd use the same fabric as your other gowns. At last count, I had 26. Well, that's quite a collection. I think I might have to have a new wardrobe built. To most of us, a wardrobe is a piece of furniture. To you, it's a building. <laughs> and a large building at that. We didn't make all 26, did we? Most of them. Goodness, I'm not sure I can remember 20 years of commissions. In my first year as king, I spent £4,784 on clothing. You must remember that. I remember thinking the average wage is £6 per year. You made me some clothing that could be easily packed in my flight to Holland in 1470. Um... With my brother Richard. Do you remember that? Vaguely. I had a bastard son. Ah, yes, now I remember. I don't think my tailoring was to blame, though. You gave me a stunning outfit when I became king again in 1471 for my celebration feast. I remember that one. You got it covered in Malmsey wine. It was murder to get out. Well, my brother shouldn't have thrashed around so much. Now that one had to be thrown away. I think I wrung it out first. It seemed a shame to waste it. There were two to celebrate the Battle of Barnet and the Battle of Tewkesbury. Was that the time you asked if there was a fabric that was lance-proof? I think you suggested chainmail. Not terribly light, though. If you need to run, it weighs you down. True. And it's the devil to wash bloodstains out. Oh, before I forget, could I have buttons on my tunic? Just on the tunic or the sleeves? How do you mean? Well, you can use buttons on detachable sleeves, instead of ribbons, laces or bows. Can you? It means you can swap the sleeves between outfits and clean them when they get dirty. A wonderful idea. I have some lovely silk buttons in my collection. I can also make you a handkerchief from the same material so it all matches. Lovely. Thank you. I remember stitching your motto into one of your handkerchiefs. What was it? Method and order? Oh, yes. I think I gave it to a lady. Eleanor Talbot? Very probably. Did you know we were married? I did hear rumours, yes. It's true then. She's dead now, so I don't suppose it matters if I tell you. Oh, right. It was a secret marriage. She was an older, attractive widow. Hang on. I'm seeing a pattern emerging here. The problem is canon law. Oh, that's the problem. A promise of marriage followed by sexual intercourse constitutes a valid wedding ceremony. Your honour. We had a priest to witness it. It was a serious commitment. And yet... She's dead and not your current wife. I was waiting for her to get pregnant before I announced it officially, but that didn't happen. So we decided to separate. Yeah, I've heard more romantic stories, to be honest. Ah, well, if it's romance you want, perhaps I should tell you about Henry Beaufort, Duke of Somerset. Your cousin? It's not illegal. Just distasteful? He's very handsome. He is, that's true. Ah, I couldn't trust him, though. I hear he hasn't married yet. I don't think he ever will. Once you've had a taste of this! Perhaps you're too handsome for your own good. Are you upset with me because I didn't come to you for my wedding outfit? 
Not as upset as the court was. I would have kept it secret for longer than four months, but they forced my hand. When they tried to marry you off to someone else. <sighs> and then they accused my lady wife of witchcraft. But on the plus side, you have ten children together. That's true. That's not witchcraft. That's, well, I don't think I need to tell you what that is. What can I say? I fell in love. Right. I think I've got all the measurements now. Did you want to take my inside leg measurement? You wear tights, sir. I think they can stretch to fit. I've not found tights yet that fit this. <sighs> you need any stockings? Not at the moment, no. You're fortunate you have good legs. I'd love to put you in a fishnet, but I'm not sure the world is ready for that yet. I think it's all the jousting. Strong thighs, you see. And shapely ankles. Now your badges. Do you want suns and white roses on the tunic? No, that's fine. Something plain will do. Or perhaps sew them into the tights. Two colours? You need to be more careful with your jewellery. It has a dreadful habit of snagging on your tights and making holes. But I have so much. I have to wear it. Why don't you give some of it away? I'm sure you can find some willing receivers. Like that widow in Suffolk? <laughs> yes! Now she would definitely help you out there. I do love that story. Touring East Anglia to help raise money and she said she'd double her contribution if I kissed her. I think she was pushing her luck. I don't think she believed I would actually do it. Right. Are we decided then? I've got a velvet gown edged with fur with a low neck and a silk vest under me. Yes. Gold laces across the chest, tapering to the waist about here. Skirt should drop to the knees, also fur edged. Full sleeves at the elbow and tight over the wrists. That sound all right? Perfect. Now, what about shoes? Flat shoes or heels. Do I need heels? Not with your height. Now, what size? You know what they say about the size of a man's feet. Yes, and it's not true. Now, you say that, but I... What about a nice pair of red Spanish leather tall boots? I do like wearing leather. I also enjoy eating the cow beforehand. Well, waste not, want not. And now, I must take my leave of you. I fancy something to eat. But it's getting late. Surely you have already eaten. I have a trick for ensuring I can eat as much as I wish. I take an emetic. Just don't vomit all over the clothes. It's the devil to get out. I will. I promise. You need to be careful, Edward. You'll explode one of these days. I'll make sure I'm naked first so I don't split my seams. It's going to take a while to get that visual out of my head. I can give you a preview if you like. As I've said 127 times before, Edward, you're not my type. Next time, it's Richard III and the police. Oh, love that band. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this monarch, visit our website losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History.